This episode of Mental Filter is a special abridged one that looks at the whole experience of this coronavirus and being in isolation from a mental health perspective. Not so much about the specifics of the virus per se, but more about looking at the whole experience from a mental health perspective and through that lens. We hope you find it meaningful. This is Mental Filter. Welcome back, everybody. So this is Shmuel Fischler, and I am flying solo today. This is not really a planned episode, more out of the sign of the times, being that we are all in unique times and unique situations due to the coronavirus. I had some thoughts and observations about this whole experience, which perhaps might be meaningful to those listening and fits within the mission of Mental Filter of looking at things through the mental health lens. So as I sit here in an empty office in a suite that is quiet with a waiting room that's quiet and having sessions through telehealth, through video, it sort of gives us an opportunity to talk about things that we might not have time to talk about. Here at Mental Filter, we will definitely continue to create content not about the virus because we need to continue our lives and have meaning and have entertainment. So we will continue to push out that content. So what we're going to talk about today is not so much about the virus itself, more about the experience. And from my perspective, there's some interesting observations. So number one is that as someone who treats lots of people with anxiety, I think for the rest of the populace, perhaps we can have a better appreciation for what it's like to deal with anxiety. Because for the people that I work with, this is their lives. Everybody is naturally and understandably more on edge with the virus and being stuck at home and so on and so forth. Truth be told, people who struggle with anxiety, this is what they deal with every single day. This is, this is their life challenge. So if at the very least, maybe we can have a better appreciation of what it's like to live like this all the time. In an interesting note, I've noticed anecdotally, and I've heard from some of my other colleagues, that some of the people who are in treatment for anxiety are actually handling it better than some of the people without anxiety, perhaps because they're better prepared because they're working on how to deal with uncertainty and unpredictability, which is some of the essence of anxiety is not knowing what's going to happen. And if they're actively practicing and working on how to handle the uncertainties of life, this virus is really just another uncertainty. Yes, it's a global one. Yes, it's in the news all the time and it's in our faces. But in essence, it's another uncertainty that is sort of being shoved in our faces. So for some people who are working on it, they might actually be better prepared for it. Another good point that came up actually for one of my clients who struggles with social anxiety is that aside from the general anxiety of what's happening because of the virus, we're all dealing with isolation, social distancing, physical distancing, whatever you want to call it. And he made the observation that, you know what, I'm isolated all the time, not because he wants to, People with social anxiety want to be more social, 
but they are they become isolated because of the social anxiety so again another opportunity to appreciate more what it's like to live with anxiety especially social anxiety in this case so if there is one takeaway that we can get from this experience is let's have a little bit of a better sensitivity to those who are struggling with any sort of anxiety or any mental health challenge for that matter. That's number one. Number two is that it's interesting that of course this is the of course the virus has to be taken seriously and we take all the precautions that are necessary. It seems that one of the most contagious things out of all this is the panic. There's almost like a social conformity of panic. If someone's in the store and they weren't planning on buying a whole ton of stuff and then they see that the person next to them has their cart filled with enough toilet paper for an army and uh, tuna fish and dog food and who knows what for to last for six months and be in a bunker then now they feel well you know what maybe I should get it and maybe I should I should stock up and, and buy all this stuff um, even if the recommendations aren't that. So that there's a little bit of a social conformity and a, a, a pressure there. And our goal, I think, is to sort of be within the bell curve of preparation. Of course, this is uncharted territory for all of us. At the same time, we need to focus on what's in our control and something that's beyond our control, something that's more future-oriented or something that's beyond recommendations. We should leave that alone. Even if thoughts are coming and it makes us uncomfortable, we want to be within the bell curve of risk that everyone else has to take because no matter what we buy, no matter what we do, there's still going to be some element of risk. You follow the protocols, you follow the recommendations, but I haven't seen any CDC recommendations to buy buy out Costco of toilet paper and granola bars and canned beans. I would stay away from the beans, but I haven't seen those recommendations. So there's a balance. There's a sweet spot between being prepared because anxiety is important. It helps us survive. I'm not talking about throwing caution to the wind and not thinking about anything and not being prepared. Of course, you do your due diligence. And then where you cross over into panic, into anxiety, unhealthy anxiety, into hysteria, that is just not helpful to us because it, even if we, when we buy into it and we give into that, it's not ultimately going to help us because we'll do whatever the thoughts are telling us to do and then the doubt's going to come back just again. It's not going to help us long term. So let's take a breath. Pause. Have you paused? Great. Now think about what is in my control right now. What is the recommendations right now? And let me focus on what's in my control. And, and this is a good lesson for all of us, whenever this is over, to be able to practice what's in our control and what's not in our control, which, again, back to people who struggle with anxiety is what they've been working on all the time. Now, one last couple thoughts here is that we all have a choice. We're, we're all in the same boat to some degree, no matter our, our status or where we are. This is affecting or has a trickle-down effect to just about everybody, individuals, families, businesses, the economy, the country, all those things. And we really have a choice. It reminds me of years ago, I used to work in pastoral care in a nursing home. And I found it very interesting from an observational standpoint that there were some residents 
elderly people. Nobody wanted to be there, of course. Some people had, under the circumstances, a, a decent experience. They were relatively okay, and they were mobile, and they had family come visit them. Yet they found a way to complain about everything. It's too hot, it's too cold, it's too sunny, it's too dark. The food is too hard, too soft. I want activity then, I want it then. I want everything, there's, there's always something wrong. And then I remember there were some residents who might have been on their third bout of cancer and didn't really have people visiting them, and they were whistling in the hallways. And what's the deal with that? Why is that? And really, it's, it's definitely a choice. It's hard, not easy, but it's a choice. It takes an active choice of how we're going to approach a situation. I'm not trying to make it sound simple. It's not easy, but it certainly is a choice. It reminds me of one of the most powerful and meaningful books that I've read. Maybe you've heard of it as Viktor Frankl with, I quote it all the time, Man's Search for Meaning. And then there's another book that is sort of related, which came out much later. It's called The Choice, more recent, more contemporary, also has a similar theme. And I'll just paraphrase a little bit. One of the things that stuck out from the book of Man's Search for Meaning is that, and this is a man who went through the Holocaust as a mental health professional and helped people, but also had these observations of people who went through basically hell. And one, one thought that he shared was that, and if you think about it, it's, it's really on the mark, is that you could take anything and everything away from a person. You can take away their freedom. You could take away their money. You could take away their home. You could take away their family. You could take away their health. You could take away their dignity. You could take away everything and anything. But there is actually one thing that no matter what, gun to your head, you cannot take away from a person. And that is a person's attitude. How we choose to approach something, how we choose to deal with something. It doesn't mean that it makes it easy. It doesn't mean that it changes our reality. It's not about changing our reality. How many of us spend so much energy, so much time, so much brain space trying to change a reality that cannot be changed? And then we're exhausted and frustrated and we're back where we started. Nothing is different. What we can do, back to what's in our control, is we can be in control of what our attitude is. We can choose how are we going to approach this. Now, so what is our approach to this? I use the word opportunity all the time for myself, for my family, for people I work with. Everything can be looked at as an opportunity. So if we are stuck, again, this is not ignoring the, this is not ignoring the sacrifices and the hurt and the loss that's going to come from being in this situation that we're in however long it lasts. At the same time, there are plenty of opportunities. There are opportunities that... When if we're stuck at home, there are so many things that we can now refocus on. How many things have we pushed off because we have the convenient and logical and creative excuses or reasons, I should say, of not being able to do it, whether it's a project or whether it's going back to something that we value, whether it's focusing on our families, whether it's focusing on a passion project or pursuing just an interest or a skill, reading, building, cooking, prayer, religion, spirituality, name, name it, you name it. Now it's an opportunity to, we're almost being forced to get back to basics and we have no place to go. We don't have the same distractions, although you could use the phone, which a whole nother episode, which we'll talk about social media at some point is that 
one of the best things you can do now is create a really strict diet of how much information you're taking in social media in general and of course with updates on the virus we there there's no reason why we need an update every three minutes if the apocalypse happen if it happens we'll find out we don't need an update every three minutes but that aside it's forcing us to recenter it's an opportunity to it doesn't have to be a magnum opus project but refocus on things that are really important to us even just taking some time and thinking about what's important to us we're inside we're spending time with hopefully people that we care and love for and the same for us and we can work on things on our own this is actually the time that we do grow it's very easy when things are all going smooth and we're distracted and we're busy when we have challenges and adversity like this this is actually when we have the most growth i know it sounds cliche but there's a reason why cliches are cliches so if we reframe it a little bit as this is an opportunity that's our choice it is a choice that we can make of are we going to make this an opportunity and what opportunity are we going to make it and nobody can take that away from us no matter the situation it doesn't change the reality of the situation but it changes how we embrace the situation not easy but we certainly that is within our power on that note i hope all the best for you i wish that everyone is healthy and rides us out well and we again here we're going to continue to push out some uh, episodes that we think are meaningful and entertaining for you if you do enjoy this and you do want to hear more please do subscribe and rate and review the podcast so we can get it out to more people have a wonderful wonderful day